Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. I seriously appreciate anointed praise and worship because I've been in places where it wasn't. (laughs) You know there's a problem when you're looking for a razor blade when the service is over. You know what I'm saying? You don't want a spirit of suicide on your worship. (laughs) I've been there too. (laughs) I've been in those services. I heard my dad say one time, he was at a church, and the guy was leading worship. He said, I looked up at the platform. I didn't even know you could strum a guitar that slow. (laughs) Oh, man, I thank God for joy, and I thank God for the anointing of his spirit. It's in this house tonight. Amen. We're leaving here on another level in Jesus' name. I've been praying for you today. I said, God, touch every one of us. And I know he's going to do it because I came with an expectancy in my heart. And what I found out is this. It's important that you come into God's house with an expectation that something good's going to happen. We don't come in as spectators because we just sit back and say, well, we'll just see what happens. No, no, no. We came, we came in ready to participate with the anointing. We came ready. See, here's the thing. You have to have a connection with the Holy Ghost, meaning I'm not just here to watch what happens. I came to participate and cooperate with his spirit. Amen. You know what's great about that? It, it, it's, you heard me talk last night about the fact I got extremely grieved when I saw so many young people across our nation and other nations that were battling depression, anxiety, cutting themselves, taking antidepressants. I told Pastor last night, I got so tired of seeing it happen that I just went to fasting and prayer. I said, God, there's got to be something that we can do in this generation to break that spirit of heaviness, that spirit of fear and death that tries to take a generation out. And I went to fasting and praying. I said, God, use me. And do you know while I was praying like that, the Lord began to just download into my spirit things from his word. And he said, if people could get this, see, here's what the Bible says. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I was teaching this morning. This is my third time speaking today. Hallelujah. I was teaching this morning at like 6 a.m. online, and I was teaching about how the word of God declares in Hosea 4.6. God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You notice it's interesting? He never mentioned the devil one time. He didn't say my people are destroyed because the devil's attacking. He said my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The devil doesn't have the power to take you out. But when you don't have sufficient truth and knowledge in your spirit, you're at a deficiency. It's like when people have a vitamin deficiency in their body. There's something that should be there that's not there that's causing them harm. And God said, I've got a word for your spirit that should be there if you're a Holy Ghost believer. And if it's there, you won't suffer loss and you won't suffer lack and you won't suffer destruction. There's a word that brings freedom. And as I began to pray, God began to, I just sat there and and literally in some, some days with tears in my eyes, began to write these things down. And the first time I ever released a book, it was on that subject. And it was called Praise, Laugh, Repeat. How to live in the power of overwhelming joy in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you, this didn't just, I've, we've had testimonies come back from it, and thank God for that. But just writing this changed my life. 
And it set me on a course of new overwhelming joy in my own life and in my own ministry. And I'll tell you, from the time that God began to put this stuff in my belly, I've never been the same. Hallelujah. You ask my wife, say, people, people watch me. You know, I like that fact that I finally got to meet Pastor Daniel because I found a kindred spirit of people that if you thought, if we weren't saved, you'd think we were on cocaine. Literally, you'd think we were coked up. As people, you know, this is a true story. My cousin, many of you know my cousin Jonathan that's been here, the less handsome one. He, um, he, and I, he and I were at a restaurant one time, just, you know, and we're just full of joy, just joking and carrying on, and like after a service at night. So it's like, you know, midnight at a Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, and we're, we're just sitting there having a blast, laughing, talking, enjoying fellowship. And literally the manager went to our waitress and said, don't serve them any more drinks. She said, we haven't served them one yet. <laughs> I was like, we're, we're shutting the restaurant down, and we haven't even drank one drink. What happened? There's a deposit of Holy Ghost joy that'll get on the inside of you, and when it gets on the inside of you, it drives out every evil thing. Woo, hallelujah. And I'm telling you, there's a joy for this generation like we've never seen. And guess what? Joy is our strength. I said joy is our strength. That's Nehemiah 8.10. See, the devil, the reason, think about this for a minute. The reason the devil comes after your joy so hard is not because he's trying to take your giggles away. It's because he knows it's your strength. And he would prefer to fight against a weak church. So he doesn't have to get you to start dealing drugs or robbing banks or getting into human trafficking. If he can just steal your joy, he can put you in a place of weakness where you can't fight like you're called to fight. But I'm looking at a room full of fighters in this house tonight. And Paul said, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Woo, hallelujah. So I'm just telling you, this will stir you up. We've got stuff back there that will build your faith to another level. Let me tell you, this right here is getting ready to be translated into Portuguese and Spanish. This is our book on the blood covenant called Blood on the Door, the protective power of covenant. Somebody say this with me. My story, my story. is different, is different. Because, of my because of my covenant. You're not called to suffer with other, what would others suffer with. You know what I like to say? All I say this all the time. In my house, it's a common phrase. What can't harass Christ can't harass me. What can't harass Christ can't harass me. Why? Look, I'm not, oh, I about fell out. I'm not down here on the earth begging God to help me. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. All things are under his feet and all things are under my feet. Glory to God. Don't you know what that means? Cancer cells are under my feet. It means diabetes is under my feet. It means depression and anxiety are under my feet. And there's a blood barrier around my home that the devil does not have the right to penetrate. Hallelujah. Let me, let me just encourage you with a thought. You go all the way back to Exodus, and the Bible says, God told the Israelites, I'm going to send a death angel from heaven who's going to come stalking through Egypt. And when he does, he's going to stop into houses, and the firstborn's going to die. But what I want you to do is take a spotless lamb, and you sacrifice it, but then take the blood and put it on the doorpost of your home. And when the death angel sees the blood, he'll have to pass over your house and go to another house. Now, let me tell you something. The death angel was a supernatural being. 
But let me show you something powerful. If the blood of a natural lamb could turn away a supernatural being, how much more can the blood of a supernatural lamb turn away every supernatural being that's been sent to destroy your family? I came to encourage you tonight. There's no weapon formed against your family that can be allowed to prosper. This is your season of blessing. And there's nothing the devil can do. Somebody shout amen. What cannot harass Christ cannot harass you. Somebody say this, as he is, so are we in this world. Not as he was, as he is. Ooh, man, I'm already preaching. You know, I see some people sometimes, I'm, I'm convinced they think they got a baby Jesus in their heart. Who do you serve, baby Jesus? You think baby Jesus in a manger in your heart tonight? No. I don't serve a baby in a manger. I don't serve a 12-year-old boy in the temple asking questions of the wise men. I don't serve a 30-year-old carpenter. I can't stand going into an office of a pastor seat on his desk. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. How can you take the power and deity of Christ and relegate it down to the fact that he made, you know, he worked in carpentry at one point in his life? That's not who I serve tonight. The God I serve ain't making rocking chairs in a back room in heaven somewhere tonight. Now let me go a step further. The God I serve is not a bleeding, dying Jesus on a cross. That ain't who's in me tonight. There ain't a Jesus wrapped in grave clothes in a tomb in my spirit tonight. I'll go a step further. The Jesus that came out of the tomb and sat down and ate with his disciples, that ain't even the Jesus that I serve. But if you really want to know who we're serving tonight, you got to see him like John saw him on the island of Patmos. He said, I heard a voice speaking to me, and I turned around to see who it was, and I saw saw a man whose hair was white like wool, as white as snow, and his voice thundered like ocean waves. Out of his mouth came a two-edged sword, and his eyes were like flames of fire. I came to tell you tonight, we serve a risen Savior that's full of power, full of glory, full of authority. Jesus is full of power. Woo! That's who I serve. I can't see. You go to some of these churches, they got Jesus in a painting in the lobby looking like a fairy. Jesus wasn't no feminist little... Let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus was a man's man. I said he was a man's man. You know how I know? Because it takes a man's man to walk into your father's house and see a room full of crooks stealing from God's people. And so you want to defile my father's house? Bible says Jesus didn't come in there and say, no, guys, I'm very disappointed in you. It's time for someone to have a time out. I don't even know what time out is. People here talking about their kids, time out. I didn't know nothing about time out growing up. Time out. That's what I was trying to say to my dad. Time out, time out. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like that in my whole life. I don't know what's happened in our generation with authority. 
I, I, I seriously don't know. We're saving animals' lives and got our kids on leashes at the mall. <laughs> you wonder why devils won't obey you. Your kids ain't even obeying you. <laughs> I told him, come out. Yeah, the kid's sticking his tongue out on the corner. And see, the thing is, Jesus carried authority and he carried power. So when he saw his father's house being defiled, the Bible said, he said, oh, you want to mess with my father's house? I'm not just going to give you a beating. I'm going to give you a custom-made beating. And he went out on the steps of the temple and started fashioning his own whip. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know it's rough when you get a custom-made beating. This whip ain't never been used before. I just made it. <laughs> Mind you, when you were growing up, your parents were like, go out and pick your own switch. You're like, oh, Lord Jesus. That's psychological torture right there. You're like looking through the woods. You're like, if I pick that one, they'll just send me right back out. It's too thin. That one will snap my spine in half. <laughs> and Jesus came in and with fire in his eyes, flipped their tables over and beat every one of those crooked men out of the temple and never sinned. Jesus was a man's man. He was full of authority. He was full of power. And when, let me, let me just stop and say this. When demon-possessed men saw Jesus, they were shook. The Bible said in Mark chapter 5, Jesus was just coming across the, uh, the sea. He steps off in the, in the region of the, the Gerasenes, or one translation said the Gadarenes, and there was a graveyard there. And there was a man who was full of what the Bible says, a legion of demons. Now, if you study history, young people, you'll find out that the demon who spoke out was referring to a Roman legion of soldiers, which history tells us is between four and 6,000 men. And what the demon was saying to Jesus was, there are four to 6,000 of us in this man's body. But notice that when Jesus stepped out of the boat and put his Jerusalem ones on the sand, then everything that was in that region had to feel him coming. And the Bible didn't say that the demon-possessed man saw him. It said he felt him and began to rant, run to meet him. And when he got where Jesus was, the Bible didn't say he slapped his face or kicked Jesus in the leg. No, he fell flat on the ground and began to beg him, please don't harass us before our time. There was an army of demons inside of a man, but even an army of demons was not enough to deal with the Jesus you serve. There's power in the spirit of Christ that's on the inside of you. Do you believe it? Woo! So that being said, those books are available in the lobby. And uh, <laughs> I know they'll be a blessing to you. Amen. No, but seriously, there's power. And I'm talking about that tonight. There's power in the Holy Ghost. And this generation needs the power of God like never before. In actually, if you have your Bible, you can start, I've, kind of, I've kind of morphed into a preaching. I don't know really where we are, but we'll find out. If you're taking notes, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus speaking. He said, and you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. See, in the and I grew up Pentecostal. Listen, there, there ain't, you won't meet anybody that loves Pentecostalism more than I do. I love it. I love being Pentecostal. 
I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not weirded out by it. I don't care if people don't like it. I love it. Somebody asked, my, my grandfather pastored 62 years. And a man came to him one time asking him, wondered if he had any interest in doing other jobs instead of pastoring ever any time in his life. He said, Brother Shuttlesworth, what would you be if you weren't a Holy Ghost preacher? He said, I'd be ashamed. He said, every hair on my head is Pentecostal. I heard one preacher say, I want to be so full of the Holy Ghost that if a mosquito bit me, it would fly away singing, there's power in the blood. Hallelujah. I want to be full of the mighty power of God. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not trying to slink back from it. I'm not trying to move it out of my ministry and out of my life because there's people that don't want it. Let God be true and every man a liar. We need the Holy Ghost. Oh, you better come on in here, Monday night crowd, because I came to preach, and I came to have church, and this is our night for a blessing. Don't come in here with the case of the Mondays tonight. We came to get a breakthrough. Push somebody next to you and tell them, get ready to go. Get ready to go. We didn't come in here to hear some nice little message. We came in here to cooperate with the Holy Ghost and get a breakthrough tonight by the power of his spirit. Say, I will receive power. A lot of Pentecostals have messed it up, and they think it says, and you shall receive tongues. Tongues is the initial evidence and sign of being filled with the Holy Ghost. But there's some people that they've left the power to the side, and they just sit around. I heard Dr. Rodney Howard Brown say it this way one time. He said, you got Christians that are Pentecostal and charismatic. And he said, they're doing their thing. Meanwhile, you got Baptists, aren't filled with the Holy Ghost, don't speak in tongues, but they've put a plan together to go reap the lost. He said, they've been given a chainsaw to reap the harvest, but they never turn it on. They just go out and cut everything down manually. He said, but then you got Pentecostals in their churches with their chainsaws, and they're all on, but everybody's just seeing who can rev theirs the loudest. But we got to not just take what God's given us and keep it inside these four walls. I'm anointed to destroy the works of the devil. I'm anointed to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to raise the dead, to take authority over every weapon sent against this generation. Somebody shout, I'm anointed. I'm anointed, and so are you, with the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You shall receive power. That's the Greek word dunamis where we've now get dynamite. Dynamite power is in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to explode on every plan of the devil. Try it. Try it, devil, and watch what happens. I will obliterate. See, here's what, we, here's what we miss many times. We think that faith is not a fight anymore. But faith's a fight. Faith, faith is not a gentle substance. Faith's a fight. And only fighters are qualified to be winners. Paul spoke to Timothy, his son in the gospel. He said, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. So it takes the fight for you to be able to lay hold. Yeah. 
You can't take possession of something you're not willing to fight for. Woo! That's why it's a dangerous time when you've got churches that used to be full of the fire of God, but somebody convinced them that it would be more people in the pews if they would cut speaking in tongues out and if they would cut laying hands out and anointing with oil out and take the crosses out of the church and don't say anything about the blood anymore because that freaks the visitors out and try to change your verbiage so that people aren't freaked out. Let me tell you something. Some of these people need to get freaked out. There's people that are so lost in so much drama in so many problems something needs to freak them out and scare the hell out of them because there's problems going through this nation that no clinic can solve that no psychiatrist can solve ain't no drug can solve it but the power of God will destroy every work of the devil well we don't speak in tongues here I bet you don't. There's a problem when you got people that are living in abject sin on the platform and the pastor don't even know it. Has to come out on a CNBC report and the pastor, well, we, we weren't aware of it. Well, there's a problem when your discerner's broken. And if you have the Holy Ghost, guess what? He will show you things about the future. He will teach you all things. He'll lead you and guide you into all truth. I'm preaching good tonight. See, we need the Holy Ghost, young people. See, because the Holy Ghost will keep you from feeling empty to where you need a relationship to feel fulfilled. And you need to have sex before marriage to feel fulfilled. The Holy Ghost will become your comforter so you don't need a man hanging on you. You don't need a girl complimenting you and telling you if you really loved me, we'd take this to the next level. But if you have the Holy Ghost as your comforter and as your guide, your high school wouldn't need a daycare at the prom. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? We need the anointing back in this nation again. Listen, you preach like this, and the sad thing is there'll be people that'll leave. How was the service? Well, it was good, but I think he's a little loud. We need the Holy Ghost. And if we have the power, then we've got to use the power. Jesus said you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. To what? You'll be my witnesses. Now the fire of the Holy Ghost, when it comes upon you, it'll change who you are. It'll change who you are. See, here's what we got to see. There are two sides to the coin. Everybody likes to focus on the side of the gospel where Jesus gives you the good things. Because it's the best part. And so we read John 10, 10. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it. But here's, that's only one side of the coin. If Jesus is going to give you life and that more abundantly, that means, logically, he has to destroy everything that's holding back abundant life from you. That's where we get into 1 John 3, 8, where Jesus, the Bible says, the Son of Man was manifested. The Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. He can't give you what's good until he's destroyed 
destroyed what is bad. That means if he's going to give you healing, he has to destroy sickness and disease. If he's going to give you financial blessing, he's got to destroy poverty. If he's going to give you righteousness, he destroys sin, guilt, and shame, and death. If he's going to give you joy, and if he's going to give you peace, then he's got to destroy depression and anxiety. And the same power that is in him to destroy the works of the devil, it is also in you. And you are a wrecking ball for the kingdom of darkness. Listen, don't ever look at yourself as a victim and put yourself in a place where you feel like, I'm in need. I'm always in need. No, you're not on the defense. You're on the offense. I've come to destroy the works of the devil. That means I'm looking for a fight. Woo! I'm looking for a fight. The Holy Ghost, the power of God's spirit will change who you are. It'll take you from timid to bold. Woo! Paul, I love this. Young people, write this verse down. Everybody get it in your spirit. Paul said, Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. There's got to come a time, especially in this generation, where we lose any bit of shame that's in our spirit and stop being embarrassed of who God's made us to be. There ain't nobody else in this generation embarrassed of what they stand for. You got people marching down the streets. They've got banners. They've got poster boards. They've got cutouts. They're holding thousand-dollar-a-plate dinners to raise money for their agenda. There's people raising millions of dollars for spotted owls and whales. You got people that are spending billions of dollars to put an anti-Christ agenda on every media outlet there is movies and TV and podcasts and radio and trying to inundate our generation with something that comes into our spirits that pushes us toward the perverse. They're not ashamed of their agenda. They're not ashamed of what they stand for. They're happy and proud and loud about it. And you've got Christians that are still in the closet. It doesn't matter if you call it a prayer closet. Come out of the closet and be counted for the kingdom of God. Now's the time, more than ever, lose your intimidation, lose the shame, and get bold in the Holy Ghost and declare, this is my generation. Woo! This is my generation. Somebody say it, it's my generation. The Holy Ghost will change who you are. See, Peter, the apostle, he had some issues, to say the least. If Peter was around today, he'd have been on Dr. Phil and Oprah. He had that kind of issues. Peter, if you did not know, was a redneck. I can prove it from Scripture because the Bible records that he liked to fight, fish, and cuss. <laughs> Peter was a redneck. And Peter had anger issues. He wasn't no trained soldier, but he loved Jesus so much and had such a passion that when they were in the garden, they came to take Jesus away. Peter just pulled a little short sword off, just started swinging it around, trying to kill somebody, cut a little boy's ear off. She said, take it easy. Sheathe it, Peter. Sheathe it. 
Peter's up there just swinging a sword around like a nut job. Take your riddling, Peter. Jesus picked the ear up off the ground, healed, <laughs> fusing it back on by supernatural power. Chill, Peter. Oh, I'll die with you, Lord. I'll go where you. I'll die with you. And then moments later, he's standing around a campfire, and a little girl comes up to him. Oh, aren't you one of the Galileans? Aren't you one of the ones that hangs with Jesus? I saw you. No, you, you don't know who you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking Ashamed and afraid and intimidated, not of a soldier, of a little handmaid. What happened to the man? Moments ago, he was all, I'll go where you go. I'll die with you. Ride or die. You're my boy. I love you, Jesus. What happened? A few minutes later, a little girl comes up. Oh, you're one of the guys. You're one of the disciples. I don't know who you're talking about. The Bible says he begins to swear that he doesn't know Jesus. What happened? A man who used to be all big and tough, fear took him. Anxiety took him. He was afraid he was going to, same thing was going to happen to him that happened to Jesus. So he begins to deny, 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 deny. I didn't have those emails on my private server. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Huh, no, no, no. And what happens? There's fear jumps up in his heart. But something changed in Peter. Something changed in Peter. Because when he could not confess Christ in front of a little girl, he goes on the day of Pentecost waiting in the upper room. And the Bible says, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. The Bible says there comes a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Oh, hallelujah. And cloven tongues of fire sat upon all of their heads. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues and prophesy. And the Bible says there were thousands of men from all these different nations in the city of Jerusalem. And they were there for the Feast of Pentecost. And when they started looking up and hearing these 120, they started to mock them and make fun of them. I said, look at these people, they're drunk. Every one of them drunk. And thousands of men were pointing and making fun. But the Peter that used to be intimidated by one little girl who used to ask the question, do you belong to Jesus? Now you got 3,000 men that are making fun, full-grown men that are mocking the first person out of his seat was the apostle Peter and he jumped up and said these men are not drunk as you suppose but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh what happened he caught the fire of the Holy Ghost Woo! and it changed him from weak to strong. He was a different man. The Holy Ghost will make you different. I said it'll make you different. It'll make you different. It'll make you different. I was preaching in Massachusetts. And I was having a Holy Ghost service. And this kid came in. 11 years old. His name was Dakota. Dakota. And we were laying hands on people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
And here comes a little 11-year-old Dakota, lifts his hands. Power of God hits this boy. He falls out and starts praying in the Holy Ghost. He got filled, overwhelmingly filled with the Holy Ghost. I get this testimony from him later. He said, Pastor Ted, back then everybody called me Pastor Ted. I don't know why I've never pastored a church. But that's really people, people only know one ministry gift. Anyway, <laughs> but he said, I wasn't doing well in school. My mom had a tutor from the local college coming to teach me math and some other subjects. And the kid's like 20. And he said, but when he would come into my house, I could smell on his clothes and on his breath that he'd been partying like all night. I could smell weed on his clothes. I could smell tons of alcohol in his breath. I could smell, you know, cigarettes, everything. He said, he's just partying nonstop. And he said, it used to bother me. He said, because I didn't like that around me. He said, but I'm only 11. Like, what am I going to say to this kid? He's like 20. And I was intimidated. He said, but something happened to me when you prayed for me and touched my belly the other night. I felt something go in me. Hallelujah. He said, and this is his testimony after. He said, when I got back from that service to my house, he said, my, my tutor came over to do another session with me. And he said, when he walked into our house, I smelled it again. I smelled the weed and I smelled the alcohol on his breath. He said, I don't know what happened to me. He said, as he's walking into my living room, my finger shot up like that. And I said, lift your hands. And he said, the kid didn't know if it was a stick up or what. You know, he, said, he, he lifted, he said, what? with a confused look, you know, he threw his hands up. He said, what are you talking about? He said, just lift them. And little 11-year-old Dakota walks under the power of the Holy Ghost, walks over to this 20-year-old man, puts his hand on his mouth, and says, in the name of Jesus, I curse the taste for drugs and alcohol and nicotine to come off of your life. And if you try to do it again, he said, I command it to make you sick to your stomach. And he said, we sat down and did our lessons. And a week went by. And he said, my tutor came back for the next lesson but this time he didn't knock or ring the doorbell he just burst into the house and started shouting my name and said Dakota he said I was startled I came out of the kitchen he said what did you do to me and he said I couldn't even remember what he was talking about and he said what do you mean he said what do you you touched my mouth and my belly what did you do he said I've been trying to party with my friends all week and every time I take a sip and every time I take a drag I feel like I'm going to throw up what did you do to me that's the power of the Holy Ghost that'll set the captive free listen there's no clinic that can do it no government can do it no pill can do it but the fire of the Holy Ghost can do it. I said he can do it. Somebody shout, God can do it. We think we're going to solve drug problems by taking people off the street and putting them in a government-run clinic. Their drug dealer just changed. That's the only thing that changed. Used to be a man on the street in sagging jeans. Now it's just a guy in a white lab coat. It's just so the government can get their cut on the drugs that are being sold. You still got a drug problem. You just got a different guy giving it to you. I'm not trying to get you on a different drug. I'm trying to get you out of an invisible prison and set the captives free. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. We don't need another natural solution. We need a supernatural answer. That only comes from one person, the Holy Ghost. Not ashamed of the gospel.
Not ashamed of his power. Whoo! Not ashamed of it. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of it. Back in the day, they used to make fun of Pentecostals, call them holy rollers. Because they get touched, they roll all over the floor. <laughs> I've driven by bars. They're rolling around in there too. Just under a different influence. You know what's nice about this? When I'm all done and go home and go to sleep and wake up in the morning, I don't have to find black coffee to get my hangover out. Ain't no side effects to this other than healing, peace, joy, and love. <laughs> yeah. By the time I'm done doing this, what I'm doing and injecting this into my veins, sickness has to go and depression has to go and anxiety has to go and peace has to come and joy has to... I'm telling you, I could dance all over this church tonight, and I ain't had one Red Bull. I ain't done one line of cocaine. I've never had any drugs in my system. I've never tasted alcohol in my life. I'm t I don't have, I, listen, thank God for testimonies. I don't have one of those. My testimony is God has kept me, and he's reserved me for such a time as this, and there's no weapon that's formed against your children or your teenagers or your grandkids that can be allowed to prosper. God's got a covering from heaven for your family. Hey, hallelujah. God's got a covering for your family. It's wonderful to have a testimony that God brought you from something. But you know, it's also a testimony when God's kept you from something. Isn't that wonderful? There's people that actually feel ashamed, like, well, I... I don't have any powerful testimony, man. I, you know, I, I didn't come out of drugs. and I didn't come out of alcoholism. And I wasn't sleeping with 42 women. And they feel like they don't have a powerful Christianity because they don't have a big old testimony. But let me tell you something. It's just as much a testimony when God keeps you from stuff as when he delivers you from stuff. Because when God puts a hedge of protection around you and you've got a heritage of holiness and righteousness, that's Bible prophecy being fulfilled. It said the generation of the upright shall be blessed and wealth and riches will be in their house. And the wicked will see it and grind their teeth in anger. God's wanting to bless you so much, it makes wicked people mad. Look, I don't have to sell drugs and run women to drive a Mercedes Benz. Thanks for all the shouts. It gets quiet when you talk like that. But I'll tell you what, young people, you hear me. If you'll serve the Lord and live holy and stay separated from sin, the Bible says that God, there's no good thing he'll withhold from your life. Job 36, 11, if they'll only obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Our God is a sun and shield, and he gives grace and glory, and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, 
or stand in the way of sinners or join in with mockers. He'll be like a tree planted along the river bank, bearing fruit in every season. His leaves will never wither and he'll prosper in all he does. Shall I continue? It pays to serve the Lord. I said it pays to serve the Lord. I didn't get saved so the devil can bless me. I don't need his blessing. I've got a greater blessing. And the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Somebody say it's laid up for me. Oh, brother Ted, you don't really mean that. I mean, if a drug dealer came in here and gave you money, you wouldn't take it. I would blow the cocaine off the top of it and put it into the kingdom and win souls with it. Because hear me, when he had it, it was drug money. The moment I got it, it was gospel money. Money's an inanimate object. It's who's holding the money that makes it what it is. Evil men will make it wicked, but holy men and women will make it righteous. And God's got the wealth of the wicked laid up for the just. You don't got to sell yourself out to get money like people have done for so many years. Have a gift started in church. Whitney Houston, Jamie Foxx, all the rest of them had an anointing on their life. Steve Harvey. And wonder how come there's church people that are so sour. Look like they were baptized in lemon juice. You sit there and look crossways at people because there's jealousy and divisions that the devil tries to put in the church. I talked to a young man in Nashville, Tennessee who was working in the studio circuit, singing background vocals, making $750,000 a year, not ever been on tour, just comes in in his sweatpants and a t-shirt, sings background vocals, and goes home. And he's so good at what he does that he makes three quarters of a million dollars a year in Nashville. And when we were recording a gospel record, he was singing background on those old hymns of the church. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. And he's sitting there beginning to cry. He had to run out and come back in several times. And then he said, you know, I started in church. He said, I started in Pentecostal church. He said, and the Lord started anointing me to sing around 15 or 16. He said, but some old women in the church came up with a nasty look on their face and said, boy, you got a spirit of entertainment on you and you need to stop it. He said, I was too young to be mature in the faith and it hurt me so much, I left the church and never came back. Who are we kicking out when they've got a call on their life? Who are we kicking out that's got a purpose on their life? Just because we don't like the way that God's transitioning and doing something new. God's looking for a new generation. And the methods of the old may not work in the new generation. Doesn't mean we change the message. It means we might change the method. Oh, you ain't heard me start preaching yet. I'm going to preach this tonight because you got to hear this. Clorox bleach has had the same 
the, the, the same concoction for the last 50 years. They still get your whites white, but they've got different packaging now than they had in 1952. The graphics on the bottle look different now than they did back then. It's the same stuff inside. It'll still make you white as snow, but they're marketing it a little bit different. Why? Because it ain't 1952 anymore, and you ain't vacuuming the house in pearls and pumps, Mrs. Cleaver, and there's something different going on right now. But a new generation needs their whites white again. I said a new generation needs their whites white again, and we're still marketing to a new people. I didn't say take the power out. I didn't say take the gospel out. I didn't say remove tongues. I didn't stay top prophesying. I said you might have something that looks a little different, sounds a little different, but inside the package, it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and raised Lazarus from the dead and the widow of Nain's son from the dead. Well, hymns were good enough for me and my people. Should be good enough for this generation. I don't like that new rock and roll they do at the church. I came in there, Pastor Daniel had blue lights on the platform. Looked like a club in there. And I'll tell you something. If he don't quit it, I'll take my tithe check and go somewhere else. This is what we're dealing with in the church today. People don't have enough spiritual depth to deal with a blue light. So they take their check and go somewhere. Take your little check. God, we need your seat. Because God's got 10 other people in the city that don't even know who he is yet. That when we get to them, power of God will come on them. They'll be making 10 times what you're making. And their tithe will make yours look funny. I came to tell you, there's a power that will bring the sinner in and set the captive free. Woo. Amen. See, it's an interesting time we're living in. And I was, I was being directed by the Holy Spirit into the Old Testament because God showed me a story that blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I was reading in the book of Ezra, and the Bible said that they were moving forward, and they had left the old temple, and the old temple had been demolished. And so they were moving forward as God's people. And God started to do something new. And they began construction of the new temple. If you've ever read this, book of Ezra. And Bible says, and the foundation of the temple was laid and finished. And the whole assembly began to look at it. Everybody that was God's people began to lay their eyes on what God was doing now. This shook me up. And the Bible said the older generation that was still attached to the old temple, they began to lift up their voice and weep and wail and moan 
in grief that they missed the old temple. But the new generation that had never seen the old temple saw the foundation and began to rejoice and dance and give God praise. And the Bible says the two sounds mingled together and could be heard for miles. There's a division. And what the devil tries to do is to get you to hang on to the old when God's doing something new. Because God's not doing that thing the same way anymore. And if the devil can get you just looking back over your shoulder and say, weren't those days wonderful? And I remember the good old days. And oh, do you, I remember my grandmother telling me about a meeting we had. It went 15 weeks. And Sister Ethel danced till her hair fell out and bobby pins were on the ground. And she had runs in her stockings. Man, we had sawdust and 10 meters. My God, what a meeting we had back then. Hallelujah. And he see, he got you turn around. God, that's been done for decades. That ain't even been around. Hey, that meeting's so far gone. Blow the dust off of it, baby. And God's not dead. God's not gone. He's still moving today just like he did back then. The same power, the same glory, the same anointing. Catch a vision of what God's doing now. Woo. You know what God said through the prophet Isaiah? I love this. He said, let me just put you guys in remembrance of some stuff I've done for you in the past. And then line by line, God starts laying it out. I brought you out of this. Brought you out of this. Isaiah 43. Brought you out of this. Brought you out of this. He's listing it. He's giving them the track record. Look at all the stuff I've done in your past. I love the New Living Translation. Then he says this. But forget all that. Because it's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. I am doing a new thing. Can you not see it? And God said, it doesn't matter how good I've been in your past. Doesn't matter how good the days have been behind you. Get ready. Because the best days are still ahead of you. Let me encourage you because I'm preaching on the Holy Ghost. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can never be past your prime. Hear me? Because the devil will lie to you. Doesn't matter what age you are. 11, 31, 51, 71, 91. He's got an excuse for every generation to not get into the things of God. Oh, well, you're too young. You're too young to do anything for the Lord. 11, way too young. Meanwhile, 11-year-old boys getting college students delivered from drugs. But the devil will tell you you're too young. Oh, yeah, then you get to be 21, 31. 21, oh, you're in college. Focus on your education. Don't get involved with the things of God. Focus on that. Then you're 31. You're into your career. Oh, focus on your career. Get everything going with your job, your business. Get your retirement started. Then you're 41. You got kids. Focus on your family. See, it's not the time to do things for the Lord. Focus on them. You get 51, 60. Well, start focusing on retirement. Because now, see, you've got to think about the future because a few years you won't be working anymore. You need to make sure you're set. Don't get involved with that. You can do it when you're retired. You'll have time. Then you retire. You're too old to do anything for the Lord. And every season of your life, the devil's got a reason why you shouldn't get into the anointing. But it doesn't matter how old or how young you are. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you cannot be past your prime. Young or old, you can get anointed. 
And some of these young people need to see some old people that are standing up and ready to fight. They need the example to be set for them. They ain't never seen it at home. They haven't seen it in broken homes. They need to come into the house of God and see some 73-year-old people that still got the joy of the Lord, still got the fire of the Holy Ghost, not ashamed to dance in church, not ashamed to shout under the power of God. We need to see some people that still got the fire. I don't know about you, I remember a story about a man who had to wait 45 years for his moment of victory because he snuck in with Joshua into the promised land at the age of 40 and he saw the promised land and he saw the giants and he saw the grapes and he saw the milk and he saw the honey and he came back with a faith report and said we are well able to take this land these giants can't stop us his name was Caleb and when he came back and see there were only two of the 12 that had a faith-filled report Joshua and Caleb can anybody in here name any of the other 10 no, you know why? Because fear makes you forgettable and faith makes you famous. Hallelujah. Fear makes you forgettable, but faith makes you famous. And Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report, but the negative affected the minds of God's people. They had to wait 45 more years, but Caleb stood up and he said, I'm 85 today, but I'm stronger today than when I was 40. So if these young people don't want to take it put a sword in this 85 year old hand because I'm still ready to fight I'm still ready to win hallelujah we need the fire of the Holy Ghost need the fire I'm gonna lay hands on you in just a moment because God's gonna give every one of us a fresh filling of the Holy Ghost fresh Fresh. See, Jesus, hallelujah. For there shall be a mighty revival of the young people. And many who those said would never be saved are getting ready to come into the kingdom. And those that were addicted to drugs and pornography and prescription medication are getting ready to be delivered. For a new anointing is coming upon your ministry and a new compassion for souls and a new hunger for the harvest is being birthed in you this week, says God. Get ready because you'll have to run to keep up with the vision. For so many will come into the kingdom that people will say, what are they doing over there at King's I don't know what's happening are they giving them some kind of special candy that we don't know about they'll think you're doing something that nobody else has but all you're doing is yielding to the power of the mighty Holy Ghost and as you do Jesus said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me there's a new influx of souls coming into your hands. Somebody lift your hands and thank the Lord. Something new is coming to us. Something new is coming to us. 
Something new is coming to us. Something new is coming to us. I prophesy to you, this building won't be big enough to do what God's getting ready to do. Multiple services won't be able to handle what God's getting ready to do. You'll have to have a whole new sanctuary. Listen, take a look around this room right now. I want you to look around the room. Take a look around the room because it won't be long now that what you're seeing in this room right now will just be a leadership meeting on a Friday night before the Sunday morning service takes place. God's getting ready by the power of his spirit to bring a mighty momentum and Alaska shall be saved by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's good to see the leaders tonight. Jesus, he's got an anointing that's custom made for you. Because all of our purposes are different. We don't need to be all the same person. God needs our individuality. He needs us in our inspecific calls, purposes. You don't have to be somebody else. And they don't have to be you. God's got something for you that's different than him. Stand on your feet, lift your hands. For that fresh anointing of God's spirit comes upon you tonight in a new measure. This will be a year of encounter for you with the Holy Ghost. And he'll begin to show you things by his spirit and give you strategies like you've never had to reach the young people of this generation. Those that are hurting, those that are broken, those that are dying, those that are depressed are getting ready to come into the kingdom. God's giving you a new strength and a new anointing and a new hunger for his spirit. The final one is important because the Bible says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. That means there's a new filling and a new fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him tonight. Fresh. Fresh. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. See, the fire's real. Changed my life at five years old. Don't tell me kids can't get it. I was already saved, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues at five years old. Wasn't fake, because I'm still doing it today. Nobody had to stand next to me and say Bobo, now say Gigi, now say Kaka, Sapapapaha. Are they trying to hold classes where we teach people to speak in tongues? Say Shobo, say Rata, say Rata again, say Toko, say Mama. That ain't the Holy Ghost. You'll know it when you get it. Are you going to write it out next and have pronunciation guide? We've got a mini book with all of the vocabulary of the, tongue, the new tongues. You don't have to have 92 people stand around you and spit and buck and shout and you know, hold hands around you and bounce and shake and kick you and move you and rush you around. I, I tell you, I saw it all growing up, and I'm, I'm, I'm convinced the only reason people got it after all that is they were so worn out from all that stuff, their flesh got out of the way, and they finally caught the Holy Ghost. Now run, now jump, now dance, now shout, now lift your hands, put them down, fall out, get back up, lay hands, run around. You burnt 1,300 calories and finally got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it ain't a show. It's a gift. I said it's a gift. 
and it's free. You don't have to pay money for it. There's no subscription package that you have to level up to get the next level of power. And you can get the Holy Ghost in HD for $15.99 a month. No, it's a free gift from heaven. You just got to lift your hands and receive the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's power that's been sent from above to make you a witness. Let me finish with this before we pray. The Bible says in Judges 15 that Samson was tired of the enemy's foolishness. I just edited right there. And the Bible says, you know what he did? The Bible says, Judges 15, he caught 300 foxes. I mean, I was thinking to myself one time I read that story. I was like, you can only hold two at a time. So, like, did he just tell the other 298, sit down, be with you in a minute? They all just sat there and waited on him? That's how you got authority. You got wild animals just sitting there waiting on you to take them and tie their tails together. I wish Peter was here tonight so we could have them hear this story. And the Bible said he took the fox's tails and tied them together. But before he fully tied the knot, he took a torch and put the torch handle between the knot of the tails and then tied it tight. And once the knot was set, he lit the torch on fire. And when all 300 were in two groups of 150 with tails tied together and a torch lit on fire, he let those foxes run and they ran into the fields of the enemy and began to burn down the fields of the enemies of God. I read in the New Testament, Jesus called men unto him and he sent them out two by two. But before he sent them out, he lit their tails on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost and sent them out into the fields of the enemy. And he said, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. It's time to burn down the fields of your enemy and take this generation for the kingdom of God. If you believe it, stand on your feet, lift your hands to heaven, and give God some praise. Come on, musicians. I mean, get on your feet and lift up a shout unto God. This is your night to receive power in the Holy Ghost. Shout yeah! He set them on fire, and he sent them out two by two. Do you know what they said when they came back? They said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. When we tell them come out, they come out. When we tell them shut up, they shut up. But Jesus gave them a greater revelation. He said, don't rejoice that the devils are subject unto you. Instead, rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hey, you know what's greater than casting out devils? Going to heaven at the end of your life. 
I said going to heaven. Because the Bible says there will be people who stand in front of God. You know what they'll say? But Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We healed the sick in your name. You know what God will say? I didn't know you. Depart from me. You know what's greater than devils being subject unto you? Having your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Being saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost if you're filled with the Holy Ghost. If there's even one person in this house that you don't know where you stand with God, it's your night for a new beginning. God's not mad at you. He's not up in heaven hating you. He loves you. Loves you to the point he gave his only son to be tortured and killed for you so that you could be redeemed from sin and the curse. With every head bowed, if you're in this church, you say, you know what, preacher? If Jesus really came back tonight, I am not convinced that heaven would be my home because I'm not sure that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. There are things in my life that are holding me back from the Lord, sinful things that I know need to leave my life. Hallelujah. Tonight's the night for God to change you forever. Don't miss this opportunity by thinking, well, I'll leave and go home and change my life and clean it up and then I'll come back to church and answer the call. No, you don't have the power to change your own life. If you did, we wouldn't need Jesus. We need him because he's the only one with power to change our lives forever. If you're in this house with every head bowed, listen to me. This is so important. Don't leave this place if you don't know where you would spend your eternity. This is life or death. If you say, that's me, preacher, I need to pray that prayer with you tonight. I need to know that my life is right with God. I need to be ready for heaven. I need to be ready for God. Right where you are, if you're ready to pray this prayer and make all things new, lift your hand and hold it high, wherever you are. See it there, 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 there. Over here, over here, over here, over here in the back. I see it over here. Who else? Right there. God bless you. Who else? Don't be ashamed. 
Don't be intimidated. You're not the old Peter. You're about to be the new Peter in this church tonight. With every hand that was raised, quickly get out of your seat and come stand with me at God's altar. Come now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Come. Come. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Come on. Come on. Come on. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Hey. Come on. Make all things new. Come on, come on. If you're still in your seat, come. If you need to come, come. This is your night. This is your night. seconds the Lord may be dealing with you don't miss your moment you feel the tugging on your heart you feel like man I should be up there but I don't know should I go should I not should I come if he's calling you if there's a tug it means he's calling you don't miss your moment don't miss your moment come if he's calling you come don't wait for another service if he's calling you come if he's calling you come oh Jesus we love you God bless you who else God bless you who else who else God bless you don't miss it Jesus is calling Jesus is calling he's calling you home Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling you home. Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling you home. Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling you home. Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling you home. Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling, Jesus is calling you home. I'm telling you, people are still being dealt with. The Lord loves us too much to not call us home. He gives us every opportunity. Every opportunity. If you're still here, but you're remaining in your seat. The reason I'm holding this open is because I love people and I don't want to see them go to hell. Hell is real. There's people, religious leaders in our generation that have tried to trivialize hell and make it a figurative thing in the Bible. Hell is a real place. The Lord is setting you free tonight by the fire of the Holy Ghost. You'll never be the same again. Never, 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 never. Never, 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 never. Clean by the power of the Holy Ghost. Clean by the power of God. Clean by the power of God. 
You'll never be the same. Never be the same. Every hand lifted high. Everybody standing on your feet. This is a holy moment. We don't slouch through salvation. Unless you're physically crippled or your spine has been severed, get on your feet. People are coming into the kingdom. This is eternity for these young lives. Look at these precious girls. They won't spend eternity in hell. Look at these, look at these young men, these powerful young men. They'll not spend eternity in hell. Jesus is giving us new brothers and sisters. Every head bowed. Those of you at the altar, pray this prayer with me and say it boldly. Let God know you mean business tonight. Pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for sending your son to die for me in my place, took my curse, put it upon his body, and destroyed it so that I could be free. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that for me. From this night forward, I will live for you because I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart God raised you from the dead. And because of that, I am a new creation. I'm not who I used to be. I'm who you made me to be. From this night forward, I'm free from the bondage of sin. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, lift your hands and thank the Lord that it's done. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. <laughs> That's the delivering power of God. <laughs> you shall not be the same. Filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I take authority over every substance that thinks it has power over you. From this night forward, I declare you free. Free by the power of God. Free by the power of God. I pray for every one of these, Lord. Keep them in your power. Keep them in your anointing. Keep them in your anointing. Protect their lives from harm and danger. No evil thing will come near their dwelling place in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Here's what we're going to do. This is what the Lord put in my spirit tonight. There is a fresh touch of the anointing for every one of us tonight that's hungry. Now listen, if you're not hungry, don't come get it. Because literally, I'm going to tell you why, and this, don't let this sound the wrong way. Virtue comes out of my body to go into yours. Amen. That's a real thing. One time my uncle went to another country and the, and the pastor told him, he said, listen, don't call people forward to lay hands on them because no matter what you say, do you need this? The whole church will come. 
and there were 30,000 people in the church. But my uncle couldn't help himself. He loves people so much. He said, if you need a touch, come. And he spent six or seven hours laying hands on people. Went home to his hotel, laid on the bed, and woke up 48 hours later. Because <laughs> virtue will come out of your body. Happened for Jesus. Happened for the apostles. Still happens today. If you don't want it, you don't want it. But if you're hungry for a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost, tonight's your night to receive. Now listen, some of you might say, well, Brother Ted, I've already been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I've already spoken with tongues. Did you know that not only can you be filled with the Holy Ghost, the Bible teaches you can be refilled with the Holy Ghost. I'll prove it to you. In Acts chapter 2, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 3, they began to be persecuted for the Holy Ghost. So in Acts chapter 4, they went back into a house together and began to pray. And the Bible says when they finished praying, the house shook and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The same people that two chapters before were filled. Why? Because as you work for God, let me just show you something. <laughs> When you love somebody, you're not trying to see how far away from them you can get. You're trying to see how close to them you can get. Listen, when I married my wife on the wedding day, I stood there at the altar. She stood across from me. We had a family of preachers. So it's like everything in the world happened in the, in the service. 19 million scriptures read over us. I mean, I'm just, I, I couldn't, all I was waiting for was one phrase. You may now kiss the bride. And I'm standing at the altar just looking at that beautiful girl looking back at me. And finally, I heard my phrase, hallelujah. And I stepped in and I kissed my bride. You know what I didn't do, Pastor? I didn't say, well, praise God, we sealed the marriage, kissed her. I don't ever have to kiss her again. Thank you, Jesus. No, no, I love her. And so guess what? The next day, I kissed her again. And the day after that, I kissed her again. And, then, and before I left to come here, I kissed her again. And I've been kissing her every day since. You know why? Because I didn't get into a relationship to just have one touch. I came into a relationship because I can be with that person every single day. I need a fresh touch. I need a fresh move. I need fresh power from the Holy Ghost. David said, I will be anointed with fresh oil. If you're still depending on a touch you got at a youth camp in 1989, you've waited too long. When you burned your queen records in a barrel with fire and lighter fluid, you have waited too long. My God, we had a meeting. I had a whole Led Zeppelin box set that I threw in the barrel. I actually had people come to me and say, Brother, I'll tell you what, you better watch that music. You play it backwards. It says, serve the devil, serve the devil. I said, I don't know if you've listened to it forwards, but it's not that good forwards either. When the song is called Highway to Hell, you know... <laughs> People need a fresh touch. Fresh touch. If you're in here tonight, I'm going to make it very easy. Because I'm going to lay my hands on you. I'm sure Pastor will want to lay his hands on you. We're going to do it old school style so that we don't miss anybody. If you want a touch from God, we're going to line you up. If you've got to go back into the lobby and line, they're going to play and sing. We're going to have you come right across the altar. Walk right across. 
Ushers will help me. We're going to lay our hands on you. And we are going to impart the Holy Spirit of God into your life tonight. Listen, why is this so important? I know you'll probably have some instructions for, the, for, for everybody in the moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Young people, you hear me. You can't live free in this generation without the power of God. You can't live free from sin. You can't live free from temptation. You can't not stumble and fall without the power of the Holy Ghost. We need that power just to live holy in this generation. Just to be separated, we need the power of God. Lift your hands. I'm telling you, I feel the anointing. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. We will not be the same. We will not be the same. I said we will not be the same. We will not be the same. Come on, lift those hands. Lift those hands. We will not be the same. We will not be the same. We will not be the same. We won't be the same. We won't be the same. We won't be the same. No, no. <laughs> we won't be the same. We won't be the same. Oh no. Oh no, we won't. We won't be the same. No. Look at you. Look at you. You're already a different woman. You're already a different one. Just one moment in the presence of God. And all things are made new. <laughs> That's a new joy. That's a new peace. <laughs> Grief is gone. Shame is gone. <laughs> oh, better is one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. <laughs> Ooh, Fire of God come upon her tonight. We won't be the same, no. We won't be the same, no. We won't be the same. John, something supernatural is getting ready to happen. That wasn't a word of knowledge. You've got a name tag on. Praise God. Lift your hand. He was like, my God, the Lord knows my name. <laughs> You're wearing it. But a new fire comes into your belly tonight. You've had a hunger and a hunger and a hunger, and you said, God, let more happen. Give me more. Let's do more. Let's go. You're one of those guys. You're one of these let's roll guys. Like, let's roll. I'm ready to go right now. And God said, I'm going to give you a momentum this year like you've never seen before. I'll fill your mouth with laughter. I'll fill your tongue with singing, and you'll see an entire year of faithfulness of the Lord. <laughs> Fire of God come upon him tonight in Jesus' name. We won't be the same, yes. Lift your hands. We won't be the same, no, no. <laughs> we won't be the same. You won't be the same. <laughs> you won't be the same. <laughs> For every devil that thought they had you, is frustrated tonight, frustrated tonight. Because every devil that thought they had you has let you go tonight, let you go tonight. Aha, aha. New joy in the Holy Ghost. New joy in the 
tonight a cleansing power comes upon your life and every evil thing that the devil meant for your destruction has been removed from your life it's as though the Lord has done a surgery and every chain that held onto your back severed by the power of the Holy Ghost <laughs> you are God's special treasure pure holy separated unto the Lord <laughs> and from this night you will never be the same <laughs> put both hands on your belly spirit of man rest fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight you won't be the same you won't be the same You won't be the same. Lift your hands. You won't be the same. You won't be the same. Lift your hands. Hold Baha. I speak to you now. I speak to your body. I sp that's his faith. See, that's his faith. I speak to your body. I speak to your life. I command all things to be made new in the mighty name of Jesus all things be made new I take authority over every attack against your life commanded to loose and let you go Lord give him a creative miracle tonight by the power of your spirit fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him somebody can hold your baby for you can somebody hold your baby for you David got his last night, but tonight God's got something for you. Oh, Lord. It's raining over you tonight. An outpouring of the Spirit of God like you've not seen in a long time. Ha, 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 You hear what I tell you tonight? There's a refreshing that's getting ready to hit your spirit like you've not known in a long time a refreshing <laughs> for you'll not be weary in well-doing but a refreshing comes upon you tonight and you'll walk in a new joy and in a new peace <laughs> a new joy and a new peace <laughs> you've plugged you've plugged it out You've worked it out. You've been pushing with your hand to the plow. You've not looked back, but you've done it through discipline and you've done it through dedication. But tonight you're getting ready to do it by joy and by rejoicing. For tonight the Holy Spirit reaches in and removes every weight from your shoulders tonight. Every weight is removed from your shoulders tonight. And he fills your mouth with laughter. And he fills your tongue with singing. Fills your mouth with laughter. Ha, 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 ha. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Never be the same. Never be the same. Oh. You'll never be the same. Never be the same. Step forward, Rosie. Come stand here. Oh, yeah. Is Gil here tonight? Is he here tonight? You're going to get this word for both of you. Lift your hands. 
there's getting ready to be an explosion and an increase like you guys have never seen. It'll blow even your mind as God exceeds your expectations. And all you'll do is you'll get in the car after church is over and you'll look at, over at each other and you'll just laugh. As you drive home, you'll laugh and you'll say, where in the world did that come from? How in the world? And you, it's not that you don't have faith, you have faith or God wouldn't do it. But he's getting ready to exceed your expectations. He's gonna exceed your expectations. For I tell you this, by the power of your spirit, the spirit of God, is that what the devil meant to be a, a destruction of God's house and an earthquake that came thinking it was going to tear down the walls of God's house, the devil was so foolish he didn't even realize it was just a sign of what's getting ready to happen in the spirit realm. For there's about to be a shaking in Eagle River. I said there's about to be a shaking in Eagle River. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And God's shaking wickedness out of the city and he's shaking sickness out of the people and he's shaking poverty out of the people and he's shaking wickedness out of their homes and you're getting ready to see a shaking of his power like you've never seen before what the devil meant for evil God said it's a sign unto you the devil tried to shake you but he couldn't break you because your house is built on a rock built on a rock this thing ain't built on sand this is built on a rock and you can't tear down the house of God God said through Jesus I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail how many are hungry for a fresh touch here's what I want you to do I want you to move in this direction get in this aisle Form a line out towards the back. If you got to wrap it around, wrap it around. Form one line. Don't bunch up. Form a line. Ushers, help me do it. Pastor, do you have any instructions you'd like to give? Nothing? You want to say something? Form a line. Help me. It won't take long. You can stay if you want to stay. See, God's touching you. This is a big night for you. This is a big night for you. Can I have an usher huddle right here? Because hear me. This is not just one singular touch. This is God doing a multiplicity of things. Yes, there's a refreshing, but there's also a rebuilding and a refiring and a rekindling tonight. A fresh fire is jumping into your spirit like you've never known. <laughs> and you're going to run with a new momentum by the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> The greatest days of your purpose that you've ever known. They're not behind you. They're right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. God does a new thing right now, right now, right now, right now. <laughs> right now, right now, right now. Not later, now. Now. This is your night. It's your night. Ha-ha. <laughs> Guys, move the line just right up to here. Just stop it right here. Everybody follow her. Like lemmings, boom. Stop right there. We'll just get it started. Lift your hands. Play a little bit for him. Lift your hands. Ha <laughs> ha. What I'm asking God to give you tonight, there's a new songwriting anointing coming on your life. 
So I encourage you with this thought. Prepare a method to capture the thoughts of God, whether it be in your iPad, your phone, a notebook, a journal. For God's going to wake you up even in the night with new melodies and lyrics and songs and chord changes and arrangements. And you're going to begin to write songs that are custom made to this house. And you won't have to sing somebody else's song or somebody else's worship, but God will give you a song for this house that's, 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 that's customized to this vision, that, that moves this people. God will put it in your spirit, and you'll begin to write these songs, and even in the night, you'll hear it from the Lord, and you'll wake up refreshed, and you won't be able to get it out of your head, and then when you sing it, they won't be able to get it out of their spirit, and it'll bring refreshing to them, and it'll bring deliverance to them, and in the same way David played his harp in the courts of King Saul, and the evil spirit had to leave his mind, that when you begin to play and sing what God puts into your spirit, evil spirits will have to leave these people, and whatever you to harass them will have to go. Nobody will even lay hands on them, but the praise and the worship will shake them loose from every attack of the devil. Lift your hands in Jesus' name, for the two are made one. Ha ha ha, there's no separation. Eh. A new strength has come upon you tonight. A new strength. You're not carrying a heavy load. You're casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. You were not created to carry burdens. You were created to carry blessings. <laughs> oh, put your hands on your belly. Spirit of man rests. Fire of God come upon her tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, you'll not be the same. You'll not be the same. <laughs> you'll not be the same. dancing on deliverance lift your hands oh yeah and I'll tell you even an influx in your business is coming and an increase and the things that you love to do God will give you revenue in the things you love to do God will give you revenue in the things you love to do God will give you revenue for he gives you the desires of your heart. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. In the thing you love to do, he'll give you revenue. Come off the drums for a minute. Y'all ready? We're going to leave here shouting in victory. It's going to be so wonderful. Pastor's nervously thinking of how he's going to fit an offering in after this. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, He does His own thing. And we follow Him. And you'll follow Him. But you hear what I say. <laughs> you got your own shoes. <laughs> Look up at me. <laughs> You've got your father's spirit, but you've got your own shoes. Look at his shoes. They don't look like your shoes. You've got his spirit, but you've got your own shoes. You've got impartation, but you've got your own shoes.
give you a word that'll free you for the rest of your life. You have a calling. You have a purpose that is unique to you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm talking to you, preacher's son to preacher's son. And I'm telling you that God's got something that is custom made for your life. You never have to feel the pressure of, well, dad says this, he did it this, he, I got to fill that, I have to do that, I have to follow this. God said, I've called you individually. He's imparted to you and will continue to impart to you. The strength has flowed from him to you, but never feel as though you don't have your own individual anointing because you're full of power, full of glory. And God's got you set apart for this hour. Hear me when I tell you, you don't have to wait till you're 21 to do things for God. Tonight's going to be a changing night for you because God's about to deposit something on the inside of your belly that's never been there before like this. It's getting ready to take you to a place of such hunger and manifestation in the power of God that people are going to look and say, what in the world happened to him? Something has changed. And they'll be right because something is changing on the inside of you forever tonight in Jesus' name. And the gifts and talents God's put on the inside of you to serve his kingdom are only going to increase. But tonight, man, I feel the Holy Ghost on this. Lift your hands high. Tonight, a new anointing to preach the gospel comes upon your life. And a boldness like you've never known, a fire like you've never known is jumping into your spirit tonight. A fresh filling of the Holy Ghost like you've never known. <laughs> for it's a new season for you. You're stepping up into a new season right now where God's transitioning you into the greater, the greater, the greater. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him tonight. The greater. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. The greater. You will never be the same. From this moment forward, you'll begin to hear things in the spirit you've never heard. God will speak to you in the spirit. Listen to him. He'll give you secrets about the future. Secrets about the future. Secrets about the future. Secrets about the future. Whew. And I'll even tell you some more things at dinner. Ha, 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 ha. Because not everything's for everybody. Lift your hands. Look at these hungry people. Look at these world changer people. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got a victory song ready? Amen. Get a victory song ready. Don't drag me through this line, bro, because we'll be here all night. <laughs> We're going to do what's called like a fire tunnel type thing, all right? So you'll come through here. We're going to lay hands on you. The Lord's going to touch you. It's going to change your life forever. Then you just keep walking. And then you can go find a seat and just stay. Don't let, don't get in your mind. Don't do, you know, don't, 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 don't do idle talk. Just, just let the Lord touch you. Go find your seat and just stay in that place. We're going to lay hands on people quickly. Those of you that are watching online, if you're still awake on the East Coast, Lift your hands where you are. Everybody stretch your hands towards the camera. We're going to first impart this to every person that's been faithful to stay with hey. us in this service. 
a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost is coming upon every one of you tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, I just heard this in the Holy Ghost. God is now drawing a whole new, I'll say a herd of young ministers. They're going to begin to come to you for answers. A whole new herd of them are coming. God's magnetizing your spirit tonight in a new way. And they're going to be drawn in. People that have had no spiritual fathers. They have no training. They have no impartation. But God's magnetizing you tonight as a spiritual father for a younger generation that need impartation. And I just heard, as I got ready to pray for these people, I heard the Holy Ghost say, tell him to get ready because it'll be more than he's ever done but it'll be easier than it's ever been <laughs> you'll do more work with less effort than you've ever done it before <laughs> Woo! glory to god and they're coming 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 ha 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 they're coming and when they come they'll come hungry they'll come ready to eat They'll come ready to feast. They'll come ready to receive. They'll come ready to take and say, what you have I want. And they'll be ready for a fresh outpouring. And see, that's why God has reserved a man like you that is not ashamed of the Holy Ghost and not ashamed of the power of God. And when other people are trying to remove the Holy Ghost from their churches, you've gone deeper into the things of God. And it's for a purpose and it's for a reason for there's a harvest to be reaped, but the laborers are few. So God's giving you the ability to speak into laborers like never before and they're coming quick by the power of God. Quick! Somebody shout, quick, quick, in the name of Jesus. For every man, every woman watching right now, I loose the fire of the Holy Ghost to you right where you are. Be filled with the mighty power of the Holy Ghost, refreshed by the power of God. If you've already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, tonight I loose a refilling into your spirit, a refilling into your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. From this night forward, catch a new fresh fire of the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you believe it, shout aloud, amen. Now lift your hands all over this house. Father, as we lay hands on your precious people, we thank you tonight is a night that they receive either the baptism of the Holy Ghost or a refilling of the Holy Ghost tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. Pour it out now in the mighty name that's above every name. And if you believe it, shout aloud, amen. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.